these are the champions welcome to the very first episode on the extra time barcelona extra time podcast and in this podcast we're going to talk about fc barcelona match preview match review tactical analysis transfers etc now for this episode we're going to talk about kiev dynamo kiev against fc barcelona which was actually in my opinion a stunning performance from fc barcelona now the first half of the game i love to say we looked a bit finished. We looked dead. We did, we looked. Uh, we were not producing the result. We lacked creativity a lot going forward. Now I have to give props to Ronald Koeman for putting out the youngsters out there and resting Lionel Messi, Frankie De Jong. Now they have played a lot of match. When you look at Lionel Messi, he has played every single minute for FC Barcelona, and mind you, at the same time, always traveling to Argentina to play during the international break. So it was a much needed rest that I think. Lionel Messi needed and Frankie de Jong as well playing as a as a pivot and at the same time with the injuries that we have uh, playing as a temporary center back so he's doing quite a lot for the team now he's not really at the point where we can say that Frankie de Jong is the Frankie de Jong that we that we know or that we know he can be he's still not yet at that level but I think he's working towards that and for Lionel Messi, I think it's just been a down season. I mean, it's been crazy from, you know, he wanted to leave the club. He was uh, not in agreement with the board, with Bartomeu's board that has resigned. And he was forced to stay. So for him, it's a bit of a roller coaster. And it kind of reflects also in his performance. Now, going back to the game against Dynamo Kiev. Now, the first leg of the game was at the Nou Camp, where it ended 2-1. And it was quite a poor performance from Barcelona, in my own opinion, because... We were facing a Dynamo Kiev team that, you know, didn't have majority of its first team players. And we almost screwed up in the first leg. They almost actually drew or won against us. But in the second leg, it was quite interesting to see. Now, the first half of uh, the second leg was quite off. Like, the creativity wasn't there. And you can see the impact when Messi is not on the pitch. There was lack of creativity. Now... You can actually give the benefit of the doubt, you know, that this was kind of our team B, you know, the players that haven't really played with, with each other on uh, on like a high competitive level. You talk about people like um, Serginho Dest, uh, talk about uh, Conrad de la Fuente, Mateus Fernandez, someone who we signed who we actually never saw and actually we never expected him actually to play. It's not like something that I think Barcelona didn't actually have a plan for him or Ronald Koeman did actually have a plan for him. I think he was supposed to go out on loan after coming from uh, from, from Brazil, going out directly on loan. But some, somehow, some way, it never worked out. So he ended up staying at the club and now at least he got his debut. Now, the other person we saw was uh, Francisco Trincao, who had an average game. Uh, well, we also actually saw Ricky Pooch. I mean, Ricky Pooch came on and he had quite a decent game. And I think he actually needs more playing time because... You could see how he was bossing the midfield together with Carlos Alenia. You could see that on the double pivot. You could see how much talent is actually in this guy and he actually needs more exposure and more time. I, I really don't understand why Kuman, you know, talks about Ricky Puj is not yet uh, a complete midfielder. He needs time. He needs to work on certain aspects. But fair enough, that's true. He is a prospect, but at the same time, he also needs game time because we've seen what he can do. We saw what he did last season against Alaves. And we've seen time time and time again, every time he's been put on the pitch, he always puts on a display. And, you know, we are hoping that Ricky Puch actually gets the, um, the amount of minutes that he should. 
And now talking about Carl Selenia, now Carl Selenia was very, very decent. He actually had a 99.1 pass, pass completion rate. That's really high. And you could see how he was bossing the field. I mean, in the first half when he was playing alongside uh, Miralem Pjanic, I'll have to say Miralem Pjanic was quite absent for the majority of the game. Like, I didn't feel the impact of Miralem Pjanic. Maybe we'll see that at a later stage, but I think it's about time that Miralem Pjanic starts showing us what he's able to do and what he's able to provide for the team. Because we have to think about this. Miralem Pjanic is a top quality player. He's a world-class player. He has played for a big team. He has played for Juventus. And now for FC Barcelona, he's someone who has experience. So he should be able to cope up really quickly and show us what he's actually able to do. Now, there are some glimpses we have seen from Miriam Pjanic when, when he's playing, but we are still not yet seeing the best of Miriam Pjanic. And I think it's actually with most of the players that we have in the field, we are not actually seeing uh, them playing at you know their best potential. And I think that's the problem that we have at the moment. Because if you think about the squad that we have, we have world-class player in the squad. But some, some one way or the other, it's not just happening. Now, you can talk about maybe uh, they've been under three different coach uh, coaches from Valverde, Setien, and around Ronald Koeman. Different formations. And something that even Griezmann talked about, if you uh, had the chance to listen to his interview uh, with uh, Movistar, where he mentioned that, you know, there's been a lot of changing information and he's trying to adapt to um to the to his to, to his teammates and teammates also trying to adapt to you. So maybe that's the same thing with the Miralem Pianic, but but at the same time, they are world-class players. They should be able to put up performance match in, match out. That's something we expect uh from someone like Miralem Pianic or Griezmann who came in for 120 million euros. So it's something we expect to see from him. Now Coming into the second half, Sergio just simply boast the game. He showed us a full masterclass, you know, some sort of glimpses of uh, Danny Alves in him. Now, we, we obviously don't want to compare with him with Danny Alves. He's still young, he's still growing, he's still, he's still a prospect. But how he was able to boast that midfield, his dribbling ability, it's off the roof now. And that's something that we were lacking with... Uh, with Sagi Roberto and uh, Nelson Semedo. Now, Nelson Semedo was always going, was always good going forward. His dribbling was good. But now the problem is with someone like Nelson Semedo, the problem we had was that he will go forward and now forget to defend. Or he will go so much forward that he, will not, he was unable to track back and defend. And every time now and then, we will, we will be left exposed. Pique will be left exposed. And that's how we ended up, uh, we ended up you know, conceding a lot of goals. Now with this, with the change in formation, because one of the defensive issues that I, that I was able to note is that when you are playing the four three three formation with Messi playing with Messi playing on the right wing, or rather starting on the right wing, then moving on to the center of the pitch, the problem we had was that Messi will leave a huge gap that Semedo or Sergio Roberto will had will will have had to fill in that space. But now the problem was that now we left a lot of space behind, and that's how we got exposed. Time and time again, and you could also see that against um, a team like Bayern Munich, who, you know, they did what they did to us. I, I don't want to talk about the past now. That's now in the past. But that's one of the problems we had. And that's one of the good thing with having like a 4-2-3-1 that Messi not, right now is playing more of a central role. And we have actually natural wingers playing on the wing and playing their role. Someone like Usman Dembele, who holds his wing and... Uh, 
uh, Ansu Fati. Now Ansu Fati is injured, but we have someone like Francisco Trincao or Pedri who who can play that wing side really really well. Or also uh, young Conrad De La Fuente, who we've not seen a lot from him, but you know with the time we expect to see much from him. But at that point last season we were lacking in wingers, and that's one of the problems we had that we you cannot play Messi as a winger. Because he is not a winger. He is a central player. Now, he has the free role, but he's a central player. And that's one of the good things that we have with the 4-2-3-1. Now, the problem I have with the 4-2-3-1 is that someone like Sergio Busquets has not been able to perform. Now, you can talk about maybe his age is getting too old. And obviously, uh, he is a glimpse or he's a shadow of his former self. But it's something that's not really working with him. And I think... That's the problem that also affects now Frankie de Jong. It's with the double people, it's simply not working. But what we're able to see against Dynamo Kiev with uh, Alenia Miralem Pjanic and Alenia Ricky Puch, they were able to pull that off. And that's the good thing about you know these young players with or with yesterday with yesterday's game, us winning four goals to four goals to nil. Is that you know they have this they have this passion, they have this energy, they are vibrant. They want to show Kuman that they should actually get more minutes. And that's what you're able to see. And that's one of the problems we have when it comes to the senior players. You know, the more experienced player, they feel like there's not much competition for their position. They feel like they, you know, they, uh, they, they're supposed to play every single match. And that's one of the problems. Now, they do always pull, you know, they have done a lot for the club. We, we, we always have to acknowledge that the likes of Jordi Alba and um, Sergio Busquets, Gerard Piquet, they have done a lot for the club, but you also have to mention that that's a problem that we have with the senior players. There's that lack of um, uh, passion injection, like they don't feel threatened for their position. And that's one of the problems. And you can see that with the youngsters. Now, with the youngsters, I, I didn't actually expect us to, you know, win by a huge, huge margin because now this is a Dynamo, Dynamo Kiev team that uh, they have brought in their first team players as compared to uh, the first leg at the new camp. Now, I didn't expect us to win a lot, but what you're able to pull out, someone like uh, Martin Braithwood getting his brace, someone like youngster like Oscar Mingueza, he came, he took the challenge, performed really well, and you can actually see he's actually someone that we can look at a prospect. Now, the only problem I have with Barcelona is that um, uh, I hope if Oscar Mingueza turns, plays much, many more games now that we have, you know, Pique is probably uh, probably out for the rest of the season and Araujo is still injured. If Oscar Mingueza gets uh, gets some more minutes, I hope that we're able to grow him and stick with him at the club and not pull off, uh, you know, John, Jean-Claire Todibo. Todibo came on, did pretty well, but for some reason, Barcelona actually didn't want to keep him. He went to Schalke on loan and now in Benfica. And now you see the problems that we have defensively. We, we don't have any... Uh, defensive uh, capability at the moment because we, we 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 only have Longley and if Longley gets a red card we are messed up and that's one thing that we have to think about now Barcelona at the moment they're looking at Eric Garcia from Manchester City I don't know if that's feasible for the January uh, for the January transfer window we have to see with the new board coming in whether it's Victor Font or Joan Laporta or etc we have to see with the board coming in but uh pretty much we need to work on our defensive uh on, on our defensive players Midfield decent, forward decent. Like I said, Braithwaite pulled out a good performance. Griezmann actually got his goal, which is really great. I think the man has been suffering from you know a bit of lack of confidence and all of that with all the things running around, around, um, around him, all the comments, media, and all of that. 
but he was able to show us that Griezmann is still the Griezmann that we know and the Griezmann that we love and the Griezmann that we hope he will continue to be providing goals, etc. Now, that's pretty much it on my side when it comes to Dinamo Kiev against Barcelona. It doesn't really mean a lot. We are lacking a lot in La Liga. As far as the Champions League is concerned, we have a 100% performance rate, but La Liga, we are lacking a lot and we need to pull off such performances. Now, Dinamo Kiev is not, with all due respect, it's not such a big team, so it's nothing like to be um, very optimistic about when it comes to Kuman's tactical um, tactical strategies and management. It's not something that we can um, be really overconfident about. The only positive thing we can take from that is that we have youngsters that can that that that, that can perform and that you know they're able to keep in they're able to keep even a clean sheet. So that's one of the things that we can be uh, proud about. Make sure to write in down your comments what you thought about the game yesterday, Dinamo Kiev against uh, ba Barcelona, and we'll be doing another uh, match preview on Barcelona against Osasuna coming on this weekend. So. See you guys on the next episode and Visca Passa.